It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Leonio. Today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. When you head over there, tell them Lockdown sent you when you go ahead and check it out. All right, today's episode, it is March 11th, Thursday, March 11th. Uh, maybe some of you guys might have, uh, have that date circled in your mind as the one-year anniversary of when sports has officially shut down from the uh, coronavirus pandemic today, I'm going to talk to several guests on their thoughts of what happened uh, all across sports, not just hockey. But of course, we are going to we are a Coyotes based podcast. So we're going to talk you know, to people from the Coyotes organization, as well as, again, other sports as well. Just so, but to get started, we'll go ahead and go to our first guest of today's show. He is the uh, the former media relations manager of the Tucson Roadrunners, Walt Ruff. Walt, thank you for joining. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Rob. Excited to be on. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's really good to have you on because, you know, I was, you know, thinking about going back and forth on, you know, who to talk to for today's show. And I thought, well, definitely Walt, because we were all at the Roadrunners game when we saw uh, the whole Rudy Gobert thing go down. And I think I was actually talking with Brett Farah about this from the Daily Star. And he actually said that, uh, I think, what, he, like you and him, were helping out with the uh, Roadrunners Happy Hour about about like an hour before the game or whatever it was, and that's when you saw the Rudy Gobert news come out. What was initially going through your head when you saw a uh, game being shut down, you know, halfway through or whatever, even before the game started? Yeah, it was really surreal from our experience. Um, as you said, we were all at Tucson Arena. We were. Um, I remember it as it was supposed to be one of the biggest weeks of the year for us. I mean, the team was rolling red hot and we were about to start, um, a series of four home games in six days. And, you know, I don't know if anybody then knew the severity of what the situation would come to. Um, but of course, as you mentioned, it was about before the start of puck drop for our game. Uh, when some of the news started to trickle out, and again, I don't think anybody saw coming what was taking place. You know, we see these, uh, we're all on Twitter every two seconds, of course, and we see some of the NBA guys tweeting that um, there would be a game postponed, and then we were starting to learn more about why, and pretty quickly it became one of those situations, as I'm sure it was for yourself too, it became one of those moments in life where 
you'll never forget where you were because of the severity of what was happening. So yeah, there were so many moving parts and it was just surreal is the only word I can think of to describe it. I, I remember when, uh, when I was, we were talking to Brett um, right, right before the game, or even I think as the game was going, we were just kind of chatting back and forth. Uh, we were saying, you know, how is everything going to go down at this point? We don't know. Um, I was keeping a close eye on the, uh, the Pac-12 tournament over for the, for the basketball and the, even those games got canceled. And I think I was, I turned to Brett at that point and maybe I think you're part of this conversation. We're just like, could this be our last game here in Tucson arena for this season? Like this feels like it might be the end. I'm not sure if that's the thought that you <laughs> was going through your head at that point, but I, I was going through my head. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if at 6 PM I was thinking that, but certainly I was by about eight, 8.39 p.m., and that just goes to show how quickly things moved that night. Um, it feels like it was a movie almost with how fast things went from being, you know, an NBA game being postponed to then very quickly the season being paused. And by then we were discussing how does the NHL and the AHL handle that. Um, we all kind of just felt it coming rather quickly is the only the way I could think to describe it. Yeah, and I think even to me, I think a lot of the moving parts happened even before uh, things started to shut down, before the Rudy Gobert thing happened. And it goes to, you know, what we were doing earlier in that week, you know, as the series was going on with with, uh, with San Diego, I believe it was. And I think, you know, that's when we started putting in the, the distancing protocols. And I think we started, you know, interviewing Coach Verity from like 10 feet away. We tried to have our phones up there and everything just felt so different as things started to develop. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another situation where it was like, we almost couldn't believe we were doing it, right? Because it's like, there's no way this is going to be that big of a deal. And of course, now looking back a year later, it's like, wow, how incredibly naive we were. But at the same time, nobody had lived through something like this. So um, it was, we were all learning on the fly. But yeah, we were experimenting with things of you know, interviewing Jay at a separate table and then in the back room and having you guys in a separate area. Of course, rather quickly, the norm became doing it through Zoom. But um, we had a couple interesting days there learning on our toes, didn't we? Yeah, and it was it, it was it was a challenging experience at first because obviously so I think there was a couple of times when it was either Brett or me, like we like couldn't hear exactly what, what coach was saying or you know, one of the players were saying because our mic was, you know, too far away or whatever. So it was that was a whole learning experience. And this was all before pre-Zoom. And you know, that was, <laughs> uh, Zoom is a whole nother experience now doing Zoom press conferences. Uh, yeah, Tucson Arena was really, you know, I remember the one situation we tried, it didn't work out because the guys were working out in the gym. And of course, we have kind of like, although it was closed off, it was the open air gym, the music was too loud. You're right, the one situation, the microphones were too far away. I was like, oh my goodness, what are we doing here? Yeah, it was, all, all that happened and pretty surreal. And, 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 to, and to be honest with you, like, as everything developed and, you know, looking looking back at it, um, even though I had that thought going, kind of going back to that earlier conversation we were just having is even though I had that thought to me that this probably was going to be my last Roadrunners game of the season, I didn't think it'd be 330 days until I'd walk back into the arena. Like, I didn't think I'd have to wait until, what was it? Like, yeah, February 3rd until I, I, I'd, I'd get back in there and start covering the team again. Like, 
and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, Walt, obviously, you know, because I know you're not with the team anymore. When I first walked into that arena, like I almost cried because I was like, this has been this long. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, needless to say, life has changed for all of us. Um, you know, I think we've all learned a lot of lessons because of it and from it. Um, of course, I would have loved to be in there when the team got back to it. But, you know, things have changed with the world as it has for everybody. And that's okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that the team is back playing. I'm glad that you guys are able to be there. Um, hey, we're all, it's all new to all of us and we're all navigating it together, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I'll, that I'll, that I'll ask of you too is, um, as this was going, like, and obviously when the season was paused, there's only so much, almost so much you could do, but what were some of the things that probably that you were thinking of how to adapt? I know the team did, I think like those virtual, like NHL 20, like simulated games or whatever, but you know, what were some of the things that you tried that you had to adapt to as this was going as, as being a media guy for a sport, for a sports team? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that sticks out to me is, of course, we were all in a situation that we knew we didn't have all the answers to, right? Of course, you know, we had folks asking for media access and that's stuff that normally we would grant no problem, you know, snap of a finger, set up an interview and move on. But just had to be really careful with how we handled some of the requests and what we could and could not say, who was available, who was not available. Um, of course, everybody kind of, uh, you alluded to the Rudy Gobert situation earlier, but it really caused everybody to take a massive step backwards and put into perspective, okay, this is not just, you know, it went from a routine Tuesday afternoon interview to ensuring everybody's health and safety was priority number one. Of course, nowadays we hear the phrase health and safety protocols being thrown around left and right. Um, but it was it was certainly interesting. Of course, there's phone interviews and as we know now Zoom, but at the time it was a whole lot of how can we do this slash can we even do this? Um, so it presented a lot of unique challenges that I think a lot of teams are still working through. Um, I wonder truly if some teams will ever go back to some of the access that was granted before all of this shook down. You know, we got so used to seeing NHL scrums with reporters standing right on top of one another, whom are right on top of the players. And then certainly that wouldn't work right now with the six foot protocol. But um, I really wonder if this has changed the future of not only the media, but also broadcasting perspective. Um, so as we all navigate it together, it's, uh, it's interesting to see. It's something we never thought we'd go through, but here we are and we're living through it firsthand. Living, yeah, definitely living through it firsthand, but luckily, Walt, we're, we're almost out of it. You know, vaccines are out, you know, people were still slowly starting to get more healthy and it's we're seeing the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel almost. Yeah, yeah, thankfully. Um, it's been a long year, as uh, you and I both had said, a lot of things have changed since then. But um, yeah, we just uh, keep keep plugging along here. Everybody's done a great job of, uh, you know, wearing their masks, of course. Everybody's trying to do what they can to pull their weight to get out of this together. And uh, one day we will finally not only see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we will be at the end of the tunnel. And I really look forward to that. We're going to continue uh, our conversation with a couple of guests. And 
coming up in just a sec here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. First of all, I want to uh, thank you. Stick around for just a sec. But uh, I'll just I'll just say this, for example, guys, that uh, I'm sure a year ago, none of us would bet on the fact that uh, this all, all of this would happen. But uh, if you want to make any future bets on the uh, on sports, betonline.ag is the place to go. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Go ahead and with NHL is now in full swing. And hey, March Madness is just around the corner. Bet online covers all of that. Has real time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. Go ahead and check out betonline.ag yourself. Head to the website and use your mobile device. Use the promo code Locked On and get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Just want to give you guys a quick reminder that betting on hockey doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And now here on Locked On Coyotes, we'll continue our conversation on the one-year anniversary of the big sports shutdown on on this segment. We're bringing in a guy who doesn't really cover hockey, but he is a pretty pretty big name in the sports media scene here in Southern Arizona. And uh, well, he you know covers a lot of sports. He's been he's been around, and he was actually in a pretty big hub area when the sh- shutdown happened. Mike Luke w- was over in the uh, Las Vegas area. When they Pac-12 announced that shutdown, and he's also the host of the new Locked On Wildcats podcast, you can listen to that as well. But uh, Mike, welcome to the podcast, uh, Robbie. I appreciate you come, uh, letting me come on. I know uh, very little about hockey, but I do enjoy listening to your podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I I appreciate you saying that. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and go on with the uh, you know this con- this conversation of the you know the one year anniversary of the shutdown. Um, first, first, let's get your your thoughts on what happened. What, what was your thoughts when everything was going on on that day it was bizarre so we're setting up the pre and the post game uh, or the pregame show for arizona wildcat basketball because again arizona's there playing and i believe they were playing washington and you started there was obviously deals or issues with the coronavirus obviously but nobody at that point really thought this was going to take the sports world by storm this i mean this will sound bad, but it felt like, you know, from a distance, this was something that affected other people, you know, like it was for nursing homes. It was stuck in Seattle, you know, all this other stuff. And then you realized really quickly, once we're doing the pregame show and the announcement comes that Rudy Gobert, the jazz center had tested positive for the coronavirus. And at that point, you're like, oh my gosh, everything has just, everything just hit the fan. And everyone's wondering what's going to happen from here. And I swear it's, it felt within, it felt like within five minutes, everything had been canceled. Obviously it was a little bit longer than that, yeah. but it felt like everything was canceled. Now I want to go back to that, that, that Rudy Gobert moment gets at this. That's a kind of a discussion that I'm, you know, having with uh, all the guests on this show for today is, uh, you know, one of the things I was talking with other guys, whereas, you know, when that happened, as it was happening, we're not really, yeah, exactly when one of the games was shut down. 
a couple colleagues and I were at a Roadrunners game. So while you were right. in Vegas, I was at a Roadrunners game. And we That's saw a shocker. And we saw everything <laughs> happening. Right. And um, we were kind of discussing at back, going back and forth. We're just like, hey, we might not be back tomorrow. Um, Wasn't it surreal? Yeah. That was, so that was a big surreal. That was a big surreal moment. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I'm just like, could this be my last game of the year? Could this be my last game in a long time? I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts were as that was happening. So I was up there with this was the epitome of a tr- of a working vacation. And that I had a bunch of friends that had gone up there, uh, and um, I was uh, I was staying in my own spot, but they had a place at the uh, I think it was at the Venetian, if I'm not mistaken. But so the the basketball games get canceled, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well uh, I'm in Vegas, so you immediately start thinking, you're like, all right, well you know I'm a dude in my 30s, I'm gonna start gambling, <laughs> you know that's what I'm gonna do, and I kid you not, Robbie, within man by that following evening vegas was a ghost town and our guy julio alvarado there's a shout out living in tampa right now and you know julio not exactly a guy that uh, would is scared by much stuff julio was out of that city within probably 30 minutes i mean he was gone and i'm sitting here and you got to remember that i don't know i'm thinking to myself how am i supposed to get home so I end up getting a Flix bus. That's a little bit later on down the line, but I have never seen the amount of panic slash abandonment in Las Vegas. You could literally, you could see the entire strip and you could see a McDonald's wrapper rolling up and down the strip. Oh my God. That's how crazy it was. And it was something that, uh, it w- that I don't know that we'll ever see again. Honestly, it was, there was no template there was no chart that you look at saying, well, if this happens, do this. There was none of that. It just felt like the wild, wild west. So it went, so it went, literally went from like 60 to zero and just like, I mean, snap I, I don't even want to say it went to zero. It felt like it went to minus 60. I mean, <laughs> it was crazy. And uh, you're going and I've got, I've got, I'm thinking to myself, all right, I got one more day here before uh, I can get my Flix bus home. So I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm going to the sports book. And then, so I go to the sports book. And I quickly realized, man, the only thing that I can bet on is carriage racing. And while I like gambling a few dollars here and there, betonline.ag is always a good spot to go through. Go. Um, I uh, I couldn't bring myself to betting on carriage racing. So I sat there and I basically just looked at a TV screen for about an hour because, again, I was just in shock. Yeah, it's, it's what I what I find interesting because I was supposed to be there. Like I remember, like you know, we were talking. Oh yeah, know, at our oh, yeah. where oh yeah, you and T. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. T, like, T and I over at twelve ninety. We were like, hey, we might we might go. We right. Might, we might be a part of it. And I think I I think both of us decided the last second. I think just for financial purposes, it wasn't right. it wasn't feasible. And I think it was in that moment as all, all that was happening where I kind of decided that like, man, did I did I luck out because I like. I'm a guy in my twenties. Right. And like the one, the things I want to do is clubbing, drinking and right. gambling. Right. And you buy basically all of your vices are out the window at that point. So I, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have nothing to do this. So like this, the fact that it went from like, you know, like absolutely. Well, and it was crazy too. So it got on, get onto the Flix bus. And, um, first of all, the Flix bus people were great, but it's definitely a, uh, it's an interesting swath of society. There right. was, there was a guy in the, uh, across the row from me, who probably, I don't know, about 30 minutes into the drive or the ride home, starts shaving. 
And okay. not like shaving with an electrical razor, even shaving with like a bick. And I'm looking and I'm like, uh, and I look over at him and he basically gives me the, uh, like the eye, like, what are you looking at? So I basically, I turned away and I just basically slept for whatever, what is it? Six and a half, seven hour drive, roughly something yeah. like that. So then I get back and people are messaging me saying, oh, you know, what happened in Las Vegas? What happened in Las Vegas? And honestly, Robbie, I didn't have an answer for them because it turned into a ghost town. I mean, I, I've never seen out of every city in the world, or at least in the United States, you never imagine that Vegas is going to be abandoned. And that's what happened. And, and that's another thing, too, that, uh, you know, I think there were some questions coming out to um, I think I think I was running the board that day on 1290 trying. That's you know, right. Trying that's to, right. I had to babysit it because, you know. Last minute programming change. Right. You, know, you got to You always got to make sure someone someone's in there. And I got a call. I'm not sure who. Like you know, it was one of the regular 1290 callers. And he's like, "Hey, why you know, you know why isn't there like a pregame show right. or whatever on?" Why so they, they didn't even know. So, oh, but it's interesting. Like they did know, but they didn't. It was no way. <laughs> it was like if you know if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Hey, you know the games are canceled, right?" He's like, "Yeah, but like." You have the guys there on site. They can talk. I mean, you have the program open. You can just go ahead and have those guys have a pre and a post for a show that, or, or, or a pregame show. Not really a pregame show, but a show that's essentially you know news reporting. Now you're on, you're out there on the field, kind right. of saying like, "Hey, this is what's going on in Vegas right now." I'll be honest, man. It was at that point as Julio showed. It was every man for itself. Oh, I, I mean, everybody was looking to get the heck out of Dodge. I mean, I can only imagine how how it was that at that it, point. No, it, it was it was crazy. And again, I it it's crazy that it's been almost a year. And again, I don't know in my life, knock on wood, that I'll ever see anything like that again. I mean, I'm sure that we'll see tragedies, catastrophes. You know, I don't. Again, I don't mean to minimize either one of those, but I don't know that I'll ever see something like that. Basically, just flash before your eyes, where Las Vegas turns into well essentially the building that we're in right now what at what point for you was it would you realize that this was worse than no worse than everyone else thought not of course games being canceled when rudy, go, rudy gobert when rudy gobert yeah is, is that when you realized that probably well, sports would be shut down for a considerable amount of time see or? i don't i want to say that but you know the old it's kind of the age-old adage that you nothing how do i put this you when something happens, it's like a tragedy. If it's not something that you can actually put a value on, it feels far away. It's not to minimize the tragedy, but it feels far away. So when, again, so when people in Seattle are, you know, getting the coronavirus and you're thinking to yourself, ah, oh, it's contained to a nursing home, you know, obviously hope all those people are fine, but whatever the case may be. But when an NBA player at the peak of their profession, gets comes down with the coronavirus and then he gives it to his teammate on top of that at that point you're like man dude this thing's seriously because these are guys worth hundreds of millions of dollars in the peak physical prime of their entire lives and they still got it and they still got it it was i mean robbie honestly it was it was something so surreal that i again i don't i don't know that in my lifetime i'll ever see something as crazy as that yeah yeah i was i'll say this i didn't i did not expect for us to be you know talking a year later how long it's been since we've had fans in the stands well or, it's well right or, it's well it's funny so 
uh, you mentioned T Statman and T, if you're out there listening, uh, welcome back. Um, but she had actually uh, texted me saying something, how's Las Vegas? And then I said, well, and then she picked, uh, sent me a picture of a Corona bottle and, or, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, well, and at first and obviously it was innocent, yeah. but at first I'm like, ha 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 ha. And then like 12 hours later, if I could have sent back a different emoji, I would have, because it was just, it wasn't, I don't want to say that it was scary, but it was, it was uncertain. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, we're all such creatures of habit and being in a spot like that where you don't even know what your next move is. That's the part that really creeps you out. Absolutely. Uh, well, that, that'll probably leave it for this part of the conversation. Hey man, I'd actually like to come back on, you know what, if you actually give me a, uh, Give me some, give me a hockey person or something to, uh, uh, to research and I will, but Robbie, I really appreciate you. Let me come on, my man. Before we let you go though, I want to let you get, I, w- I want to let, uh, to give you, you the opportunity to, uh, go ahead and promote uh, the locked on wildcats podcast. All right. Well, locked on wildcats is fun. Um, I, uh, when it comes to sports, I'm, I'm a real nerd. I like specifics. I like being able to talk. And I think that's how I've kind of at least been able to get some sort of following in the uh in this city my role now at the radio is well it's drastically different not good or bad just that's just the way it is uh locked on wildcats has given me a platform to be able to do what i like and i can't thank you enough for cluing me onto this i like everybody here um it's basically given me a new lease on my sports life and um, you should check out locked on wildcats um, where we talk, uh, we're coming up here, we're going to be talking about obviously the NCA notice of allegations, all that, but, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with wildcat athletics. So give it a look and appreciate the shout out. How can, how can people follow you on, on Twitter? You can follow me at iron Mike Luke, and you can follow, uh, the locked on wildcats, a Twitter page. Uh, they're working on it right now, giving me a few images. And once I get those images ready, we're going to be rocking and rolling on that. But, um, yeah. Once again, everyone, Mike Luke joining us on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again for sharing uh, your perspective on the uh, on the coronavirus shutdown that happened exactly one year ago today. Coming up, we'll just give some final thoughts on the uh, on some of the lookbacks and uh, as well as just take, just take a look a week ahead at what's coming up for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll come to that in just a sec. But first, let's talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Guys, I know you guys are super frustrated about trying to find car parts and going to a chain store and being turned away. They don't have your part for your car or that's you have it, but it's like, you know, it's going to take you five days to get it or it's going to be, you know, 10 times as much as you thought it was going to be. There's got to be a fix for it. And there is. It is called rockauto.com. Go and check it out yourself. All you got to do, rockauto.com. Put in your car and truck information, and it gives you the full catalog of every part that fits your car, but it's listed all so intuitively that you know how to search for what exactly you need from you know from each aspect, from your ignition, from your uh, to your body parts, to oil, to other fluids. It has absolutely everything listed there, neatly organized completely easy to use anyone can use it the best part is the prices are phenomenal you can easily save yourself up to 50 percent on a part that you'd normally probably spend if you went to an auto parts shop just so just abandon those shops now and go to rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs 
it's a family owned uh business so it's you know always always love uh you know supporting those kind of businesses so go again guys go ahead and check it out yourself go to rockauto.com and see what fits your car or truck and when you're over there go ahead and write locked on and their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, it's time to give a little bit of final thoughts on this uh, on this show. Uh, once again, thank you to uh, to Walt Ruff former media relations guy of the Tucson Roadrunners, as well as Mike Luke of Locked On, uh, Locked On Wildcats for uh, for coming on to the show. Really appreciate their time. Uh, I had another guest lined up, um, but, uh, you know, due to time constraints as well as, uh, well, their own time constraints, uh, I was unable to uh, get them in time to uh, talk about their perspective. But, Again, I you know the perspective that we had already. I think it you know really tells a lot of you know where we were at that point exactly one year ago. Like I said, the conversation I had with Walt, for example, you know talking about us being at the Roadrunners game, where we were essentially as the Rudy Gobert thing happened, that all unraveled, and um, you know, like like you said, it probably wasn't going through his head exactly at that moment. But you know, at that time for me, I was like, you know, this could be my last game as a road, you know, covering the Roadrunners for quite some time. I don't know. Um, so, but it it was all a surreal moment, guys. That one year ago, and it doesn't. And I know some of you guys are probably thinking, one year ago, why doesn't it feel like one year? It feels like forever ago. It feels like that, like was like a million years ago. But at the same time. It also feels like it happened just freaking yesterday. Like, I think, because, like, all that is just ingrained in our head. It's like, how does it feel so recent yet so far away? Because of how much of an impact it made on all of our lives. The day that sports shut down. We all had to wait so many days until the bubble came back. You know, I was, like, over... What was it? Just like 140 some odd days. It was like over half a year. Essentially, it was like like four, like four or five months until sports came back. Again, for just for the smallest bit, and then you had, um, you know, you know, baseball slowly coming back. You know, of course, you had the uh, return to play in hockey. You had the NBA coming back. Absolutely no fans. Cardboard cutouts. Uh, Zoom press conferences, everything happening, everything different in the sports world, in the sports media world, nothing was the same from that point on. And I don't think any of us would have thought exactly, again, that exactly one year ago today that we'd be where we are today talking about this and how, and again, how much of an impact it made it, it made on sports. Um, and how much we appreciate sports as well. You know, I said, I said to this, you know, like, you know, in the middle of the summer that if sports would have come back, like I will no, no, no longer take those like, you know, Tuesday NHL games that are happened to be on NBC that happened to be between like the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings. Obviously it's not going to happen this year because of divisions, but 
Like, like I'm not going to take that for granted anymore because it was taken away from us. And, you know, now, now again, we're, we're way over the hump. Um, we're, you know, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I mentioned before, we see that light at the end of the tunnel. Vaccines are ahead of us. And we, uh, you know, people are starting to get vaccinated. And we see the end is near. And we see the hope coming up. I cannot wait for the day to go back into an arena. Like Tucson Arena, for example, is going to start allowing 10% capacity, 650 fans, into their next home games for the Roadrunners. Uh, 650 fans, definitely not a lot, but that's a step in the right direction. See, that's what I love about about what's coming on here. Of course, the Coyotes have already allowed fans. They've since the beginning of the season, again, also like you know, I think like 20% capacity or whatever it was, you know, allowing 2,000 fans or or almost 3,000 fans actually into uh, the Gila River Arena. So super positive things coming coming forth. Uh, very, very soon, and I am looking forward to it, and I'm glad that all this um, is almost behind us. I can't say it is behind us, but it's almost behind us, and that, and again, we can look back on what happened a year ago and reflect on what actually, and how it changed all of us. Uh, so again, I really want to thank Walt Ruff and Mike Luke for coming on today's show to help ref- give their reflections and their, um, you know, memories on what happened on that day. Uh, so that will just wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank you guys for listening to today's show. If I, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a chance to uh, uh, tweet, at, tweet at me, at Robliano1 or at LO underscore Coyotes. Let me know, what were you doing on that day you know, when the, when the Rudy Gobert news came out, the NBA shut down, the NHL shut down, everything started to follow suit, and sports officially shut down uh, because of this coronavirus pandemic. Where were you exactly one year ago today when all of this happened? I want to hear from you. Um, you can message me if you want, but, uh, you know, I like, the, I like the interactivity on, you know, right there on twitter so go ahead and just tweet at me again that's at rob leano one r-o-b-l-e-a-n-o one and again let me know what were you doing on that day um so thanks everyone for listening to today's show if you liked what you heard also don't forget to leave a good review and to subscribe if you've yet to already we are available everywhere you get your podcasts and like I said, if you um, not just to uh, you know answer my question, but if you have a question for me, go ahead and you know tweet at me or message me, and I will go ahead and you know maybe answer you directly or answer them on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. You know, again, I I, I keep trying to preach this around activity because I think you know reaching out to you guys and you guys reaching out to me it really helps build this show, and I you know, I, I I love the people who've already reached out. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, You guys, again, like I said, you guys help build this show. Thanks again, everyone, for listening uh, so far uh, this this season and, and again, in today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys are also staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.